Tennessee is hosting number one Georgia this week at Neyland Stadium. Dan Harrelson here alongside Alan Bridgeford. Alan was a quarterback under Todd Munkin at Southern Miss. Of course, Todd Munkin, year number two as offensive coordinator at Georgia. Alan, thanks for coming back on. I know we talked a, a good bit last year about Munkin coming into the SEC at Georgia. And like I said, you played for him at the quarterback spot after you transferred from Cal to Southern Miss. Just your opinion so far on the, on A, I guess the college football season, and B, look at Georgia, 9-0, ranked number one in the nation. They haven't even given up more than 13 points in a ball game. Of course, Tennessee, their lowest point total this season in a game at Florida into September, 14 points. So it's a definitely an interesting matchup on paper. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that Georgia team is just rolling even without their starting quarterback right now. Obviously, the defense is impressive, but the, the offense is extremely efficient. And, I, you know, obviously I'm biased here because I love Coach Munkin, but he's always going to put the Jimmys and Joes that he's got in place in the best position to win football games no matter who's out there on the field. So, you know, they've got some great talent. It's obviously, you know, it's Georgia. They recruit really, really well. Um, they're going to end up having to play Alabama, I would guess, at some point this season. But, you know, they they seem to be the clear-cut team and the upper echelon all alone right now since Alabama had that loss. Right, and Alabama still has to win out to win the West and play Georgia, who's already clinched the East in Atlanta. Texas A&M defeated Alabama in the regular season a few weeks back. And if, if Bama can lose to Arkansas or or even Auburn to close out the regular season and A&M takes care of business, wins out, they can actually play Georgia in Atlanta for the championship. So that's going to be kind of fun to see if Alabama can, can get through Arkansas, which has a pretty good offense, just like Tennessee, same, same type system there with Kendall Bryles as OC for the Razorbacks. But... It's going to be fun to see how it plays out, but you would think Georgia would get Alabama once again and try to get that monkey off their back. Yeah, of course. I mean, they obviously have to go and play the games, but on paper, it seems all signs are pointing to that uh, matchup. But again, the thing about Georgia and Alabama is they, they get everybody's best game every week. Um, you know, they they – they should never be caught off guard, and they, I'm sure they all know that. They're getting the best game from each team they play every time they go out in the field. It's, the, it's every team's nationally. Arkansas, when they play, you know, Georgia or Bama or whatever it is, they, that's, that's their, their national championship. Right, and getting back to Todd Munkin, I kind of broke down their last game when they played Missouri, and Munkin, a lot of three-by-one sets in his scheme. He's good at disguising a vertical shot with one receiver on the outside and doing that with the inside post and an outside post uh, with the three receivers on one side. He's also doing pretty neat things with the play action uh, with the run, running back and then having the back do a wheel route. Really like the, the quick outs, the hot routes, quick to the outside with some of his receivers. Seen a lot of 10 personnel with the H-back, two-by-one sets, uh, a lot of I call it PRO, the, the, the pass run option instead of the RPO that he's kind of doing. Seeing some half rolls there with Stetson Bennett filling in for JT Daniels at quarterback. Inside post, over the middle, tight ends, using that a lot. 
are those sets, I know it's more of a little pro style with, with the likes of Kirby Smart there at Georgia being his OC, but when he was the guy, the head guy, Colin plays at Southern Miss with you, was it kind of like this pro style attack or was it he letting it rip with all the progressions, the four verts, the Air Raid 6, mesh and all that? Yeah, our 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 offense at Southern Miss when I was there was pure air raid. I'd say about ninety percent of the time we had you know four receivers or you know maybe one tight end. It was a hybrid receiver, and then one running back sets. So you know that that was what our strong suit was when when I was there based off our personnel. But he has a whole different choice of options at Georgia just because I, I don't think he's had the the positioning to recruit like he's able to now and get the talent that he has in Georgia. He didn't have that luxury at Southern Miss. Now there's a ton of studs I played with at Southern Miss, but Georgia versus Southern Miss, as far as recruiting battles go, I don't think Southern Miss has ever had a better recruiting class in Georgia. Right. So, you know, he's, he's going to cater that offense to what their strong suits are. So while he might have come from an air raid background, it's not like he hasn't coached in the league and been around pro style systems. Systems. And it's also not like the concepts aren't generally the same. But there, there's there's a very limited number of passing plays that you can run. Lots of teams have probably 10 to 12 favorite passing plays. They just do it from 15 to 20 different formations. So, you know, he, he's strategic in how he does that, how he gets the matchups. You mentioned a lot of three-by-one. Well, they probably went to the game that week and said, look, we like our guys better than theirs. We're going to make them choose between maybe it's covering Pickens all alone, you know, at the X spot. And if they're going to cloud him, great. We like the matchups we have over here to the field where, you know, we got three guys on three guys. That's going to shake out well for us, even if they want to double, you know, whoever our top guy is. Right, and you look at the leading receiver for Georgia right now through nine games, it's Brock Bowers, the tight end, 28 receptions, 493 yards, six touchdowns. So he, he's leading in receptions, passing guards, or receiving guards, and receiving touchdowns. Did did he utilize the tight end quite a bit at Southern Miss? When I was at Southern Miss, our tight end – was actually a receiver, just a bigger body receiver. Um, so he was he was very skilled and very good. But you know we we just didn't really have the the Jimmys and Joes to you know put that type of uh, work on tape. We just didn't really have the tight ends at that point in time, or at least we didn't have a guy like Georgia does right now. Yeah, Georgia's loaded. I mean, they have some really good backs. You mentioned Pickens, the the guy that was that's out for the season because his ACL. I mean, just think if they would have had him right now, maybe, maybe that's why. On top of having a guy like Stetson Bennett who's not as talented as a guy like JT Daniels there from Southern California, that they're just trying to, to maybe ground and pound to use the tight end too. But then once the defenses start keying in in the backfield and the tight end, that's when you start seeing a lot of these uh, vertical shots downfield. I, I think they're leading the, the conference in 20-plus yards plays, which is kind of neat to see also. Yeah, I mean, a tight end can be a quarterback's best friend if they have good chemistry with each other, and it's 
you know, it's easier, I think, to build chemistry with a tight end because they're typically a little bit bigger body. You know, timing isn't always as big an issue because it's not like most tight ends are running four twos or four threes like the receivers are nowadays. And just because of where they start on the field on the inside, it's usually more of a, a throw that's like playing catch and warm ups as opposed to, you know, okay, this receiver's running away from me or running towards me, and I got to put it right on him because if it's an inch behind him, it's going to be really hard for him to catch this fastball coming right at him. That's why I think, you know, tight end tight end quarterback relationships can be more friendly sometimes and you know young quarterbacks are not necessarily young but inexperienced quarterbacks or less talented quarterbacks can rely on that right i you know i i think it's a lot easier to throw a curl route because the guy's standing right front of you and you're just playing catch and it is to throw a flat route because he's running away from you and it's at an angle so that that's my that's my read on why you know the tight ends being utilized and you know, if you got a good one, might as well use it. You get some easy completions, and you keep moving the sticks. Now, didn't you play at modern day high school? No, I played at Mission Gale High School, which is about 45 minutes further south. Modern day is the Catholic high school in North Orange County. I went to a public high school in South Orange County. Oh, okay, I got you. Because JT Daniels played at modern day. I, I thought for some reason you played there, but I guess, yeah, Mission Vale is where you played at. Yeah, Mission Hill. Yeah, he's from the same. He's he's generally from my backyard. He's he's an Orange County guy. I know he moved. I think he moved in from the Inland Empire and played there. But he, I went to a couple of his games in high school because my my younger brother was playing football at the same time. So they actually played each other. But he was uh, he was a stud. He was really good. He he jumped off the field. You could tell he was the best guy on the field every time you watched him play. So many good quarterbacks out of Southern California, and especially the last few years. I mean, look at Bryce Young, JT Daniels, DJU at Clemson. ton of quarterbacks out there. It just is it's pretty remarkable to see that, that Southern California, I mean, there for a while, quarterbacks were kind of all over the place, but Southern California has really turned into to being that place to, to get a quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree. They put out a good amount of... Uh talent that's for sure i mean bryce young looks really really good this year too i didn't know what to expect from him either because he was just on such a a team full of studs i i remember watching one of those modern day games for bryce young i know he's not the topic of this right now but i mean they had 25 or 30 division one scholarship guys i mean some of the backups had scholarship offers and they weren't even playing on their high school team so i was impressed by him and alabama you know doing a good job yeah, and Alabama, I know we kind of talked about this before we came on, but they really are missing Devontae Smith, someone that can really take the top off the, the defense there. They have a ton of great possession-type receivers, which kind of goes well with a guy like Bryce Young trying to get his feet wet as the guy now taking over from Mack. But what's it like from the quarterback position when – you don't really have that, or did you ever experience not having that guy that can really take the top off the defense, but you had really good possession-type receivers? Yeah, I, you know, I remember the end of my career, I started a few games at Cal, and I remember all the other games I played in, I'd had, you know, Keenan Allen or Marvin Jones on the field, and those guys were both guys that could take the top off, and were, you know, obviously incredible receivers. They're both in the league still doing a phenomenal job. But, you know, there, there were some games at the end of the season where I had a bunch of young guys, um, 
out there who were doing a great job, but they weren't the caliber yet of Marvin Jones or Keenan Allen because both those guys were top draft picks and all that, you know, first three rounds, I think. And it's it's different because, you know, it, it when you have a stud out there, you can sometimes you can just give them a chance and you don't always have that luxury when you're without that guy. Well, Alan, appreciate you coming back on. Always good to talk football with you. It should be interesting to see what Todd Munkin and Georgia can do the rest of the way. 90-0, they're, they're looking pretty good, but we'll see if they can finish the deal. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And one last comment. If JT Daniels makes it back for the uh, SEC championship game, that'd be a pretty cool storyline if Bama gets there too and Bryce Young is you know, both quarterbacks from the same high school. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that, that would be kind of neat. <laughs> representing Southern California QBs.